Welcome to the Spirit Life Podcast, where we discuss issues pertaining to life and ministry. I'm Pastor John Brito, your host, and this is Episode 8. In this episode, I interview Dr. Sergio Navarrete, the Superintendent of the Southern Pacific District of the Assemblies of God, and we discuss some of the opportunities and challenges that the Hispanic Church faces in America. Well, Dr. Sergio not only did a great job at explaining what these challenges and opportunities are, but he also offers advice to pastors on ministry and their personal life. I believe that you're really going to enjoy this episode. And by the way, a great way to not miss one single episode is to subscribe to this podcast. It's absolutely free. Uh, just a heads up on the audio quality, I conducted this interview by way of video conference. And when you do an interview through video conference, you tend to experience some glitches in the audio. That's expected. But for some reason, the audio quality isn't great. Now, you can hear the audio just fine. It's just not the best quality. But not to worry, I'll have this fixed for our upcoming interviews. And by the way, I have some amazing guests lined up for you in the in the upcoming episodes. So stay tuned for those episodes. Well, whether you are a pastor or church leader or a church member with a passion to serve at your church, I believe this episode will enrich your life and ministry. And that's the goal. So let's listen to the interview and I'll come back with some closing thoughts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I am delighted today uh, to introduce to you my guest, Dr. Sergio Navarrete. He is the superintendent of the Southern Pacific District of the Assemblies of God. And Dr. Sergio, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, brother. I'm, I'm so blessed and honored, brother, and excited. Wonderful. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time to, to join us here today. Well, um, let's see here. Uh, today, uh, I, I like to be uh, to introduce the topic of the opportunities and the challenges facing the Hispanic church uh, across the United States. And, and Dr. Sergio, I um, really have been looking forward to this interview because as a superintendent, you really have the pulse, not just on the 320 churches you oversee in their district, but also in all the, uh, the other Hispanic districts across the, the United States. Uh, so go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Thank you, Dr. John Brito. It's, it's, uh, it is an honor and uh, a joy uh, to, to be here with, with you and everybody else in, in your, your beautiful church. Um, um, my name is Dr. Sergio Navarrete, uh, superintendent of this awesome AG dis district. Um, I was born in Tijuana, Mexico. And uh, with God's calling, I came to LABI back in 1979. That's, that's going to be, oh my goodness, almost uh, 38 years ago. Wow. Yeah, um, almost 40. So uh, it's a young man from Mexico, right? but uh, God has been awesome. I've been so blessed. Right? And I uh, had a beautiful wife and two daughters and two most beautiful grandkids. Right? Oh, there you go. That's great. You're really enjoying that, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh been superintendent for 14 years, right? and uh, uh, I have seen uh, God's hands and blessings brother right over our pastors and and churches and and the, the next generation brother. so yeah wonderful yes okay uh so can you share a little bit about your connection with labi you, you went as a student and then they called you back and what did you do there 
they they call me back to be the the academic dean. That's right. I, I have finished my master's at, at, at Fuller. So uh, President Brother Simon Melendres called me and said, Brother Sergio, I just heard you, you finished your master's. We need an academic dean. And, uh, and I said, oh, my goodness, my school, my, my alma mater, of course. So I, by, by then I had an offer by the uh, county of Orange. Mm. So I was happy with, with that offer, and I said, all right, I'm going to have a good job, good salary. I'm going to be said, pastoring. And, but, but then I got this, this phone, phone call and invitation. I pray, and I say, Lord, I'm all yours. You want me at LEBI? I'll, I'll go to my, to my beloved school. Wow. Yeah, and how long did you serve? What was your tenure at LEBI? Eight years, brother. Eight years. As, a, as a dean and um, uh, a professor also so um, it was good great I, I got to meet wonderful young men and women with God's calling for eight years I saw them I saw them grow bro, and become yeah. pastors and continue it was awesome right, right. you know for, for the audience just in case uh, anyone listening that really is not acquainted with LBI College just take a minute to share on the, on the distinctive, the, the particular call that LEBI has. Yeah, I, I see LEBI, uh, God's school, brother. Mm. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit calls young men from different cities and places and countries, brother, with a calling uh, on their life to, to, to serve Him. Uh, LEBI, it is a, a two-year re residential school. And in three months, it's going to be, it's going to make history, brother. LEBI will, it'll be an accredited, brother, uh, accredited Bible college by the, the Association of Bible Higher Education. So for the first time in 90 years of history, brother, uh, it's going to be accredited uh, with student loans, and uh, and and their degrees and their classes they can transfer to to major universities. So, wow, wow. Okay, so here you are enjoying uh, your role as academic dean. In fact, we've had this conversation before. Well, you you just really enjoyed that season in your life, and then something happens at a district council that you were not expecting. Uh, tell the audience what took place, brother. Uh, I wanted to spend the rest of my life at LBI as academic dean. I was having the time of my life with students and seeing them grow. And I said, Lord, I'll continue for, for 30 more years. But then in, in 2002, bro, in our district council, uh, an election for superintendent, and I saw my name, somebody wrote my name, and I thought they were playing a joke on me, brother. <laughs> I said, who's doing this? Oh, my goodness. That's, that's, that's not nice. But then uh, it took nine ballots, brother, nine voting. Wow. And I saw my name, the votes, growing and growing and growing. I said, what is going on? But uh, a few weeks before that, God asked me a question, brother. 
And it surprised me. And the question was this, what would you do if you were elected su su superintendent? It came to my mind. Really? Week, weeks before district council. I didn't know this, really. <laughs> and I, it was just by myself in the LEBI Academy Dean office, a question popped in my mind. And I said, oh, this is strange because I would never be elected. I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm, nobody know, know, knows me. Wow. I, maybe in 10, 20 years, maybe it's a possibility, but not now. But then I answered that question just by myself, brother. Hmm. I would do this, I would do that. And that's it. And then three, three weeks after that, the biggest surprise of my life. Wow, did not know this story. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? Uh, just share a little bit. Uh, tell us about just some of the highlights over these 14 years, just some of the highlights, some of the things that you're just really proud of that God has done through you, of course, and our wonderful leaders and... Uh, just, just share that with the audience. Yeah, one one thing there be, there's several, brother, but one thing is uh, uh, the office of pastoral care. Brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I came here, I I was hearing and I'm here by myself. Nobody never calls me. Uh, uh, I'm abandoned. So I said, Lord, help me. We need to do something for for a 300 pastors. Wow. So God helped me in, uh, in weekly this pastoral care and monthly mentor groups that no minister from our district will be without a contact on a monthly basis. Nobody will be abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now we have 15 ministers groups wow. throughout the district. And they meet and they have fun and they enjoy a meal and they pray for, for each uh, uh, other. So, so that is one of the things that I'm, 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 I'm thankful for. Good, good. Yeah. And before, before we go on, uh, just to continue, just to introduce you and what you do, uh, tell the audience, um, Southern Pacific District, how far does it, does it uh, stretch out to? What's the, ter the, the territory? Uh, tell us something about uh, the number of pastors and ministers, and also uh, the, tell us something about the constituency of this beautiful district. Yeah, uh, we we cover three three states, but yeah, Southern California, Southern ne Nevada, and Hawaii. Uh, we have four hundred and sixty four ministers, three hundred and twenty two ch churches. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also blessed to know that all of these three hundred and twenty some something churches, we have around uh, twenty five English. Speaking churches, right? Yeah. So that is, I'm so excited for for that because that's our next generation. That's, that's right. Our grandkids, bro. And so I'm I'm so blessed with with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and just to touch back on, um, uh, just to talk back on the office of pastoral care. Uh, man, I was there when uh, when it was getting initiated, and I got to really see your heart. And from the first time I met you, your heart was always about, hey, pastors, how do we bless them? How do we yeah. equip them? How do we minister to them? Yeah. And uh, it was a joy to see how that was birthed and has gone forward, brother. And uh, congratulations to you for that. 
Um, I just uh, wanted to start off with a, a, a first question directed at you, and it's this. What are you passionate about these days? Uh, you're a visionary, you're a passionate individual, just share that. What are you passionate about? Um, first, uh, LABI being accredited. That's, I think that's, that's going to be a great blessing to our, to our, to our children uh, who have a God, God's calling. So our Bible school being accredited, that's number one. Also, in our Bible school, we have uh, over a thousand more students in, in around 60 extensions. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm very excited and happy for, for that. Uh, I wrote some, some, some things here too. Sure. Also, um, another thing that, that is good is this. Hispanics are God's secret weapon. Hispanics are being used by God in the U.S. and worldwide wow. to bring a revival and evangelize the world. That's good. Latin America, uh, there are over 600 million uh, La Latinos. Right? And in the U.S., uh, almost 60. Right? Um, but God has chosen Hispanics to to fill us with his presence and the Holy Spirit and wherever we go around the world you will find Hispanics serving God so yes. that is that is that is God's secret web weapon bro. so wow. love that uh, in the US all denominations their fastest growing segment either the AG or Baptist or whatever, are the Hispanics, bro. So um, uh, I'm, I'm very happy and passionate of the Hispanic growth. And um, uh, God will use our children and grandchildren uh, to, to lead the nation in, in all areas of life, bro. Hmm. I'm so happy to see them in universities getting their degrees, their masters, their PhDs. Uh, so I'm I'm very happy with what is coming in in the future. Hmm. So that that's one one thing I am passionate about. The the se second thing is that um, when I see in our churches young people, Hispanic ladies and men, young men, answering the call of God upon their lives. Even our pastor's children, um, when I see them to, uh, pre preaching or, or saying, I want to follow God, brother, that, that makes me cry. So I'm very uh, happy to, to see the, the young ministers in our district, yeah, I, in the in the over three hundred and twenty churches, easily there is one through three, four of them per church. Bro. Young men in their early twenties, uh, chosen by God. 
So wow. that's about 900 or 1,000 of them. So um, I'm very pa pa passionate about our next generation. These are up-and-coming uh, ministers, church planters, associate pastors, worship ministers. Uh, that's a big army. That's almost a thousand. That's a big army of uh, young people. A thousand yeah. in a 300 churches. Yeah. When other denomination and churches, they're suffering of, of ministers, we are blessed. Bro. We are wow. blessed with the up and coming, powerful army of God. Bro. Wow. So I'm, I'm passionate about that. Bro. Yeah. No, you can tell in your voice. You really are. Um, anything else that's driving you? Any, anything else you're passionate about? Uh, yeah. Yeah, two powerful things, yes. Um, also, well, Hispanics, as we know in the U.S., we have the first generation and then our children, second generation and a, a third generation. But um, the first generation also, mm -hmm. uh, they're opening churches every week here in Southern California. Mm -hmm. As a superintendent, I receive phone calls every week of two or three wow. small churches, independent. Mm. And, and they say, I, I come from Mexico or Central America, and I was an a, AG, but now, now I'm, I'm here, and I want to join your district. Wow. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we, are, we are blessed off. New new churches, brother. Yes. Wonderful. Wow, that's great. That's great, brother. All right, so let's talk about uh, opportunities for the Hispanic church. Uh, hey, what are some of the, the greatest opportunities for the Hispanic church in America? What do you see? Okay, N number one, brother. Quantity. We are almost 60 million His Hispanics in the U.S. Uh, statistics and the, and the census said that in the next 20 to 30 years, we will be over 120 million Hispanics in the U.S., bro. Wow. wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's quantity, bro. Sure. Uh, but that, and that is great. But a second thing that is all also good, our children growing in the U.S., they are more pro-education. Mm -hmm. they, they're graduating in high school and uh, universities. So maybe the first generation will suffer for lack of education and salary, but our, our children is, is not sober. It's, they're, they're, they're going to our, towards higher education. Mm -hmm. So, um, a great opportunity, it is the million of Hispanics, the growth. We are growing an average of one million Hispanics per year. Wow. What a growth rate. Oh, my goodness. Bro. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you're saying we're about 60 plus million right now in America, yeah. estimated. Yeah. And 20, 30 years from 120, we're double. Double. And, and, and the second generation and, and beyond are seeking education. So we're looking at um, a growing number of Hispanics that are becoming educated, which means they're going to move up in the ranks, right? Yeah. Uh, politics, uh, uh, the business world, ministry, 
and we're going to be a, a force, a force of, of great influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one uh, uh, characteristic of Hispanics, they know about God. Yeah. We come from a, a Catholic uh, faith, so yes. we, we know about God. Yes. But once we hear about Jesus and we experience him, brother, that, that's, that's a great opportunity. So there's a growth potential for the uh, Hispanic church to reach such a growing number of the population. Yes, yes. Um, in the U.S., in the AG U.S., we are 67 districts. Of those 67, 14, we're Hispanics. Yeah. The all, all other 40-something, um, they... They want to win Hispanic people because they know the power and yeah. the passion right. and, and the future yes. is in the Hispanic people. So, so I'm, I'm very thankful to, to God for, for what he is doing with, with our people. Wow. Yeah, what other opportunities uh, do you see for the Hispanic church? Yes. Uh, um, even though uh, Hispanics, uh, first generation, we suffer fi financially. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the best buildings and the best salaries, but uh, we know how to suffer. We know how to ser serve God with little means. Oh. So uh, a great opportunity is with with. With the little that we have, with the small things, God is using us and planting hundreds and thousands of, of, of churches because we are passionate uh, pe people, bro. So a great opportunity. We don't need to have big salaries or big buildings. In our homes, we, we pack our homes with our friends and, and with our family. So... so that, that's a great opportunity. That's good. That's really good. Uh, thank you for that. All right, here's, here's my next question to you. Uh, and it has to do with challenges. What are some of the greatest challenges that Hispanic churches face in America? Yes. Um, a challenge for the first generation, first generation of pastors or of parents. Uh, our education is not what, what we want it to be. So, so because we, we have not completed university or college degree, so uh, uh, our jobs and our salaries are, are not the best. So, so a challenge uh, is, is that even um, uh, we, we do not have the best in, in, the, in the material, brother. So our parents, they know how to suffer because they want the best for, for our children. Yeah. So, so a challenge, it is that we cannot give them what other, other families are, are doing it. But, uh, so education is low and salaries are, are yeah. low. Yeah. So that, and our pastors are suffering. Right? They are paying the price, right? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Can you just elaborate a little on that? 
uh, you know, that's a great point. You said first-generation Hispanics know how to suffer. Can you just yeah. el elaborate a little bit more on that, what that suffering looks like? Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Brother, um, those of us first-generation that were born and grew up in Latin America, we, we know what it is just to have a cup of coffee and a piece of bread or, or a, a, a tortilla and little beans, right? Right. We know that. So when we come here to California or, or, or the U.S., uh, we come to work. We yes. come for a better life. Yes. And we're, we're willing to, to take any job at two in the morning, three in the morning, two, two, two or, or three jobs. So we know and we're ready to pay the price and suffer mm. but for our children because we want better life for, for our children. Um, in my case, I've been very blessed. I was 18 years old. I came to LABI. Uh, uh, but I come from, from, from T Tijuana. But both of my daughters, uh, one has a master's degree and the other one is a university grad, graduate in business administration. Right. So, uh, the next generation, the second and third and fourth generation, they are our joy. So we want to suffer, we want to work hard, we want to work in, in whatever job and get the minimum paid sa salary, but because of them. Wow. For, for, for our future. So, so that... So when I say a challenge is our pastors suffer. Pastors, out of our 322 uh, churches, around 200 are bivocational. Hmm. They have wow. to work 40 hours and they come home tired and they go to church and pastor because of the calling of God wow. in, in their lives. So... That's, that's, that's what I mean. We're ready to suffer and happily and joy, joyfully. Yeah, that's a high percentage, high percentage doing a bivocational ministry. Yeah. And uh, all, all great points, brother. Um, uh, Hispanic pastors, you're saying, are, are willing to pay the price. Uh, but the challenge is, you know, not being able to necessarily give the very best to, to our children, our youth. Yeah. As far as giving them a boost to go forward, but uh, but working hard anyway, uh, that is uh, that's great to hear, brother. All right, so let's talk on. The, let's move forward here to uh, the next question, which is this: What advice would you offer pastors uh, today? Uh, I'm talking about all pastors, um, uh, those that are aspiring to ministry, uh, those that have been at it for a little while, those that have been seniors and really at it. What, what's the advice that you offer to our pastors? Yeah. The, the first one is um, find a mentor. Hmm. Find a successful mentor. Somebody who has been there already. Somebody who uh, succeeded in ministry, in life, in family, as a parent, as a husband, uh, in education. Yeah. Uh, find a mentor. Don't don't do ministry on your own. Uh, I've been so blessed. God has given me wonderful, the best mentors, brother. Really. 
Dr. Canales, Dr. Je Jesse Miranda, uh, and, and Fuller, I had a great mentor for education. I mean, don't do ministry on your own. Uh, find a mentor, spend time uh, with, with him or her, and, uh, and model. And, and praise God that nowadays here in our area, uh, we have successful pastors in, in their life, in their marriage, in their ministry, in education. So, uh, and the best of it, they want to help because they remember where, where they came from. So they are willing to, to help those up and coming. So my advice is don't do it alone, please. Find, find a mentor and, and spend time. The second advice, uh, and this is uh, very important, uh, grow in your devotional time. Because uh, Fuller Seminary did a study of pastors in Southern California. And, uh, and in that study, they interviewed over 1,500 pastors. And the, the findings, 80% of pastors of all denominations in Southern California, 80% in high stressful time. And so they experience high degree of stress. So, uh, uh, and because of, they had to work and they're always running and they're always, so always going, going and going. So, no, 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 no. Uh, spend time with our Lord Jesus Christ, the one that called you, the, the, one, the creator of the universe. Daily spend time with him. That will bring you health and peace and vision. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, Dr. Sergio, you're, you're a very busy man. You lead a, a district with something like 80-something thousand constituents. It's a, it's a large district. How do you make time, and, and what does is, what is your, your devotional life look like every day? Uh, I, think, I think it'll be pretty helpful to just churchgoers and pastors alike. Uh, how do you do it to make time for this? Yeah. Um, now, um, as I'm 57, almost 58, now I don't need too many hours of, of sleep. Five, six hours at the most, and, and I'm ready to go over it. So I get up early, 6 a.m. or uh, so, and, and the first thing of my day mm. is with, with my Lord. And I, I thank him because he's been more than, than good, brother. So, and, and I need him. Uh, in my, on my own, I, I can do nothing, brother. Yeah. So I, I need him daily. Yeah. So my morning time with him. Prayer and just casting up my uh, my um, stress and the questions and so so I I tell him daily I need you and then just be quiet in his presence. Huh. Oh, brother, just to hear him, his wonderful love and his word and uh, so that's why I I say you you want to. Make it ministry 
for a long run. It's not a, a sprint. It's not for, for six months. For a long, you, you need your morning time with him. Mm. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. Um, what other advice do you give pastors? Having a strong devotional life, that's one. What else? Uh, the, a third one, brother. Uh, focus. Find out what God is putting in your life. What uh, is it? What is it? What's the one point or two that God is stressing? Then focus. Don't, don't try to accomplish 20 things at once. Because uh, it, it will not, you will not be su successful. That's good. So you focus on whatever the Holy Spirit is impressing. One or two things and just focus and, and, and get help. Teams. Mm. Form teams in whatever God is putting uh, in, in your life. So focus, either be education or ministry, your marriage, your children. Uh, training others, uh, so, uh, live a focused life, and get teams, brother. Uh, and uh, because if you do it on your own strength, uh, you will not make it. Brother. So, so a, a mentor, your devotional time, and living a focused life. This is, this is good. Yeah, this is very good. Uh, those three things, is, are, is there a fourth? Yes, yes. I wrote a fourth one, bro. Go ahead. Great. <laughs> uh, strategic planning. Strategic planning. If you have never done it as your mentor, and if you're a pastor, then go through either my healthy church from Springfield. They have a wonderful program that will take you step, one step at a time. Finding the mission of your church and the vision and the goals and the objectives. And, and so uh, if you're a pastor, you and your team go through this strategic planning. Hmm. A second strategic planning th that is very effective too is LDR, Leadership Development. They have a wonderful ma material. So uh, uh, don't do ministry just uh, running around. No, no, no. Focus and get strategic planning and what are your goals, your objectives, and with your team, and put a, a timeline. Bro. And by next month, by three months, by next year, two years, we will accomplish this. So uh, you live your life with a purpose and a goal, and, and you will accomplish it. Great. This is great stuff. Yeah. This is good stuff. I, I got here mentorship. Uh, I got here devotional life, uh, living a focused life, crew team, strategic planning, and uh, this is rich stuff. Uh, anything else, any other advice that you would offer pastors? Yeah, but, um, relationship with, with your spouse. But. Ah, yes. Ah, that is so... Spouse, our wives are God's gifts to us. Yes. So, and they, and they, they see things that we do not see. So, so it's good. Um, uh, during the week, choose at least one evening, brother, 
and go out, go eat ice cream, go walk at the park, go eat a dinner. Bless, bless your spouse, bro. but also li listen to her. Bro. It's good. It's rich. Yeah, that's that's very important because uh, 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 as a pastor, we need to be very close with our with our with, with our wife. Bro. And what would you tell the pastor that says, "I'm too busy to uh, separate the you know those date nights"? What would you say? <laughs> um, if I want to be straight with with that pastor, I said, "You are on a course of danger. Mm. And if you continue with that, in three years or five years, you will crash." Wow. So you cannot be running like, like that. You got to calm down. Do less, but be more effective. That's good. Instead of running, trying to do a thousand things, and you're most ineffective, and you will crash. So no, better do less, concentrate, focus, and you will be more effective. Very good. Very good. Okay, well, here's my next question. Um, what are some of your goals? for Southern Pacific District? Yes. Uh, since I'm almost 60, bro, I'm getting there. Uh, I want, before I live here, I want to live a district that will be appealing to the next generation. Mm. I want to see our children when they get to 15, 18, 20, that they're excited in belonging to SPD. To our churches and they're happy and they, because they will take our district to higher levels and we from last century we see the world one way yeah but this new generation watch out brother right the millennials brother yeah so, so my my goal is to prepare the district for them right now brother. Hmm. so and one of the uh, uh, things of the millennium of our grandkids is English. They speak English. So SPD must prepare our churches and our ministries more in English for them. Wow. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a great goal. You want to elaborate just a little bit on that? Uh, just uh, uh, how, how would you leave the district in such a way that it would appeal to them. Um, you know, describe that a little bit more. Yes. Our churches, our pastors, we have to change. We cannot be just happy and satisfied with having churches for our first generation. Mm, I see. Yes. We got to prepare our churches for my grand. I have two grandkids now, really. Yes. So uh, our churches, they, they, we have to prepare them and make the necessary changes now. Got it. Yes. And as pastors, spend time with our teenagers hmm. and listen to them. Just ask them, what do you think, what changes do you think we, we got to do now? And we got to listen our teenagers because the churches are for them. They're going to be the leaders and the pastors. Bro. Oh, that's great. 
that's great. It's great advice. Good goals. Yeah. Um, any other any other goals for SPD? Uh, well, um, uh, church church planting, brother. Yes. Uh, we we have uh, a newly elected assistant superintendent, brother. We do. William Ro Ro Rodriguez, LBI grad graduate. He's going, he's going to start his doc doctoral program at Fuller. Yes. He has a successful church. He planted that. Now he's planting da daughter churches, bro. Wow. So, uh, so his, his assignment is church planting, bro. So uh, we, we want to train couples every year, uh, 20 to 30 new couples that with a calling of, of God to plant new and effective churches brother, for for the 21st century so so church church, church planting room yeah this is a great goal dr sergio great goals well hey where can people connect with you um where can they follow you if they want more information on ldr on my healthy church uh or just want to know all the exciting stuff that that you're doing where can they reach you at uh facebook that's right yeah is this just sergio navarrete on facebook that's it that's okay. superintendent of uh southern pacific district they can find me there uh sadly enough bro, i already have over five thousand friends i cannot accept no more friends really facebook doesn't allow me to have no more friends i I've been rejecting, brother, over hundreds of newly friends. Really? Yeah. I didn't know Facebook did, did this. So. Oh, my goodness. So my, my daughter said, Dad, you need to open a fan page, and there's no limit there. I said, no, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I don't. <laughs> so that's that's not me, bro. So. Well, that's the next step. Then a fan page. You got to do that. Oh my goodness! But so, but Facebook, they they can contact me there and and write questions, yeah. message me there. How about Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. I'm I'm there in Twitter, bro. What's your handle at, at Twitter? What is it? Is it S Navar? Doctor Doctor Sergio. Doctor Sergio. Got it. All right, great. What about the website? Give us a website they can go to. Yes, uh, southernpacificdistrict.org. Got it. Excellent. Hey, Doc, so uh, do you have any, any closing thoughts? Is there anything else you'd like to share with uh, the audience on anything you'd like to talk about? Yes. Hispanics are God's secret weapon. Love it. World. Um, I wow. see... I I've been tra traveling all over the world, Europe, Africa, Asia, Latin America, and the whole world are requesting Hispanic leaders and pastors, brother. That's great because we have the passion and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Brother. Wow! So. The best is yet to come, bro. Yes, it is. Hey, Dr. Sergio, thank you for a great interview. And God continue to bless your ministry and your family. 
Thank you, John. Thank you, bro. You you are a great blessing to me, bro. And and we gotta go and have a good sushi. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Take care, brother. God bless. Okay, John. Bless you, bro. Wasn't that rich? It left me wanting more. Dr. Sergio did great. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode, and I hope that this interview uh, helps you to be more effective in ministry. And remember to subscribe to this podcast. This way you'll never miss an episode. And if this episode blessed you, if it helped you in any way, I would appreciate it if you just let others know about this podcast by sharing the link to social media. It's that simple. Just point them our way. And I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at pjslcc at gmail.com. Once again, PJ for Pastor John, SLCC for Spirit Life Community Church at gmail.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at pjslcc. That's it for this episode, and I look forward to our time together next time.